dispatch to all units. This is a third alarm. Switch to the TAC channel. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the TAC channel. This is the Third Alarm Cowboys podcast. I'm your host, Heath Meredith. This is a podcast where we talk about, about firefighters and real life, the real people that are out there upholding the oath of being a firefighter and doing the job for the right reasons. That's that's what this show's all about. I bring on some, some pretty badass guests when we talk about real life as a firefighter. I also cover some topics, uh, certain situations and incidents that have occurred throughout the fire service, either in my career or, or to those directly around me or, you know, huge topics or, or articles or everything that that I read and, and uh, you know, different situations that pop up. I kind of give my input and if there's any kind of coaching lessons or, or different variations of the incidents and stuff, just the way I see fit. So got a couple different uh, different shows formats on this, but all in all, the content of this show is is about being badass firefighters, badass officers, badass chiefs that are doing the job for the right reasons, and you know people of good quality making uh, good sound choices and what is in the best interest of the community, the taxpayers, and those of us that that give us this job that we all love. So, with that being said, uh, I had a couple topics I want to cover today, but first and foremost, I want to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving. I know that there's a, a whole lot of y'all out there that are like myself and working. Uh, I'm on shift for Thanksgiving this year, and I know a ton of y'all are as well, so I want to wish everybody in uh, you know first, first responder land out there, everybody a happy Thanksgiving. All of the uh, you know medical professionals out there, ER nurses and all that. My wife is an ER nurse. She's on shift tonight at the ER, out there taking care of folks. So dispatchers, record drivers. I mean, the list goes on and on for all the people that that holidays is you know just as far as our shifts are concerned, it's another day uh, with a little bigger workload, a little more concern. You know, the holidays difficult time of year especially for those of us in this field uh whether it's the just being being away from home being you know where you're missing missing out on stuff with the kids or with the family or get togethers or whatever you got to do you know my my family and i we all had our thanksgiving um this last weekend because pretty much all of us in my family were working for thanksgiving so you do what you got to do and get the family together and, and enjoy the holidays as you can that's just the lifestyle that we we adopted and you know that we live so just wanted to to wish everyone a happy thanksgiving you know if if this is a rough time of year for you you know we have talked a little bit about mental health and some of the struggles and stuff that firefighters deal with rough times getting you know hit on the chin and still having to get up get on the truck and and rock on sometimes the holidays aren't the easiest if that's you just know you know i'm thinking about you and be sure and make good choices if you need to, you know, get with get with the people at your station, you know, your guys and girls that you work with, uh, whatever family that you have, and uh, just do what you got to do to try to try to keep yourself healthy. If throughout these holiday seasons, you know, you go and party and have a good time, just do that shit responsible. We already have enough drunk assholes that want to wreck out and stuff on holidays, and and you know, it's never good, but it's always way worse during the holidays when we're out here running these DWIs and and fatality wrecks for people that that drank too much and were driving and hurt themselves or hurt some, you know, somebody else and everything. And everybody's just trying to be on the highway to go see family. So that shit's rough. Just 
make good choices and just don't let that be you. So everybody have a happy Thanksgiving. Um, enjoy the, the friends and the family time that you get and the kids and everybody getting together and don't do like I did and eat way too damn much. Cause hell, it took me about three days to get over the damn carbs, but, um, everybody enjoy some food and, and if you are at the station, I hope that y'all have some cool shit planned. I know, uh, there was always some of the best meals I ever had was over the holidays when, when the wives and the, the spouses and family and everything comes up to the station and everybody's cooking and you're having a huge family dinner at the station. That's, that's what it's all about as far as on the brotherhood and tradition side of the shit for me. Um, some of my best memories as a child were, you know, having Christmas and all that shit and, and at the station I've turned around now, my, my kids have had, uh, countless holidays and whatnot at the station. So it's all part of it and pretty much we love it. So I want to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving. So on to the next, uh, on to the next subject I kind of want to cover. It recently was brought to my attention a man that I really, really respected growing up that a lot of folks don't, don't always understand where, kind of where I come from that. But for me, if I was in high school and, and respected you or listened to you and took what you had to say, then, uh, that was pretty damn phenomenal because I was about the definition of a, a rebellious teenager that there ever was, um, pretty much through my entire high school if it wasn't a sport or extracurricular or something, you know, with wheels and a motor or a female, I didn't give a shit about it. School was definitely on the back burner for me. I essentially just went to, to high school for the extracurriculars and for friends and girls. And that was pretty much it, uh, which I'm sure there's a lot of you that can that can relate. And so the academic side of shit wasn't ever really something I was that interested in. I did really sadly just enough to get by as far as academics and get the hell out of there. There was a uh, very, very, very few folks that really stand out to me. I have a few teachers, you know, that were were amazing teachers, and and then I have Mr. Williams. Um, he was my high school principal. To this day, I still talk about him pretty regular, honestly. When I think about you know teenage years and being in high school, and he was our high school principal, and you know, just really kind of took me took me off guard. Uh, last week or so when I found out that he passed because he really wasn't I mean, he was older than me naturally but he wasn't that old of a guy but he had retired he had moved on uh, to a bigger school ended up retiring as a superintendent from a, a pretty large school in Texas and uh, I'm sure did just an amazing job doing that as he did at, at my high school but just some of the lessons that he did he never really to me, he didn't. He wasn't one that was all about hammering down on the academics. You got to do this. You got to go to college. His his entire kind of mindset and goal for the students at, on his campus was all about making making good choices. And Lord knows, a lot of us didn't. But uh, he and he understood that. He understood everybody wasn't perfect, but he really wanted to just instill on what was right and wrong, and. Yeah, we make our mistakes and stuff, but he wanted everybody to to try to do right, and, and that's really the entire mindset that he pushed on, uh, you know, through everybody. Uh, and I'm sure it was no different in every other school that he worked at. I'm sure that was because that was just who he was. Kind of a, a a simple description for him. So he was a mountain of a man. I mean, I don't know for sure, but I he was six four, six five, huge man, literally built like a damn refrigerator. He would have been a badass fireman is all I could say because he's damn sure the guy you wanted when you want to break down some walls. 
very quiet, very calm. But with that, it was a calmness that demanded or commanded his presence. When he was in the room, you knew it. And it's not because he was the loudest. It's not because he was demanding and all that shit like, you know, a lot of principals and stuff we deal with or even bosses and fire chiefs. He just had a presence about him that you respected. Um, He genuinely cared. And I think really true, that's probably what set me up aside from a lot of the men in my family and stuff and and those in the fire service that have kind of pointed me and given me a directional compass on on what's ended up becoming this show. Uh, But he was probably a big milestone in that, looking back and kind of reflecting on where I've ended up as, as an adult and as, uh, you know, an officer and everything in the fire service where yes, there's a lot of, of issues on tactics or performance based stuff and all that, that we can really hammer down, but it really all starts with doing the right thing. Um, making good choices and being a good person that that's really where no matter what field you're in, whether, you know, you're talking about relationship issues, parenting issues, anything in all avenues of life it really all has to start with being a good person and and trying to do the right thing but for yourself and, and for others you know he, he instilled that every single day uh in the morning announcements we would of course stand up to a pledge of allegiance and pledge of allegiance to the texas flag that was when schools all still did these things then we would even we'd have a moment of silence it wasn't you know anything dictated as far as for if you were to pray or anything like that, but we did have a moment of silence and then he would go out about the, uh, morning announcements, you know, just whatever school crap was going on, but he would end every morning announcements with one saying, he said it every single day, as long as he was a principal there. And it was be in the right place at the right time, doing the right thing and doing it all the time. And I've been out of high school now, 15 plus years and I still remember that shit that's one of the very few things I could say that I remember from high school as far as a you know specific deal but he said that shit every single day and it just always resonated with me and as a society that is what we used to try to do of course it's not that way anymore um you know and the fire service is really one of the last places in uh American society where that mindset is still there. It has to be there. That's our job is to do the right thing, do the right thing by others. We are literally here to protect other people's lives. Now, everything else is just, you know, support of that, whether it's rank shit, station shit, training, tactics, everything else that we talk about uh, on a day-to-day basis when it comes to firefighting shit. But that is the ultimate, that's the goal. That's the compass direction. That's everything is doing the right thing by others. And it all comes back to, you know, that particular saying. And it just, uh, hearing his passing and stuff, I was just like, dang, man, you know, that's, that's his legacy that, uh, every single fellow alumni from my high school and stuff that was posting faculty, staff, that everybody was talking about that. And I'm sure it was the same way, like I said, at his other schools and everything, because I don't know how long he was in, in education, but long enough to retire, and Lord knows that takes a long time. So if you think about that, the legacy that he left through multiple, multiple, multiple decades 
of children that came through the school campuses in which he was involved, whether it was teacher, coach, principal, superintendent, all this stuff, that's the legacy that he left on, is doing the right thing all the time. And that's pretty fucking awesome. That That's really awesome. If we, you know, can return to that mindset in the fire service, instead of it being about me making this promotion, me making, you know, this extra whatever, promotional pay, whatever it is. But we get down to the core belief and hammer into every single individual that's coming into this business. Because I, you know, I hear all these podcasts, everybody, everybody's talking about it, all these articles, postings, huge staffing shortages, shortages. We got tons and tons of new firefighters coming in. Everybody knows that. It's nothing new. And yes, we got to get people trained up on the tactics. We have to get them performing good at their job. But if we could start hammering home from day one, this job is about doing the right thing by by yourself, by others, making good decisions, by being the right place that you need to be, which can also, you know, go hand in hand with tactic shit. Because if you're training, you put yourself being in a good tactical position to do the job the proper way, whatever that is, that, that goes hand in hand with this. It's all about doing the right thing, being in the right place, you know, not screwing people over, not doing all that kind of stuff. So anyway, I just, I really wanted to take that because that's the legacy of this man, you know, in the education uh, field for years and years and years. And to me, it made a huge impact. And I just really kind of wanted to share it with everybody because I know a lot of you feel the same way about the fire service and about your communities and upholding the oath and doing the right thing by those citizens. So I just thought I would share that just a, a little tidbit, you know, piece of just personal reflection, if you will, and, and a little bit on my uh, history and stuff. So, um, you know, rest in peace, Mr. Williams. So on to the next item of business. I'm going to end up doing a further in-depth show on this, but I kind of wanted to touch on it just to get the word out really and get the awareness. I'm going to dive really deep into this particular incident on what I can actually find information-wise. I need to do a little more research on it, but just in particular, the whole culture that it has become. I know a lot of you that follow the Facebook page and stuff and and the um, Facebook group have seen where there was a fire chief that was arrested by the FBI in uh, northern Texas up around the Dallas area for stealing from the pension fund. Saw several forums, several other pages and stuff that I'm on. People asking the question, why is this becoming a common thing? It seems like more and more fire chiefs and this, that, and the other are getting wrapped up in monetary scandals. However you want to place that, it's happening. I made a Facebook post about it on my personal page, and of course I shared it on the show. Um, I got to be completely honest. I haven't gotten a lot of hate on the content for this show. I've had people, close friends and stuff, give me a little bit of you know, technical suggestions, turn your mic up, stuff like that, and I'm working on all that shit. But... I know that everybody truly understands the shit that I'm saying on this show is happening. It may not be happening at your particular department or your particular station, but nationwide, the shit's happening. The incidents that I talk about, the content that I bring up, specific examples of shit, it's happening. 
these are things that's happened to me personally or happened to, to firefighters around me. It's a real fucking problem. We can bury our heads in the sand. We can, you, you know, we could be distracted and, and only talk about tactics. We can, you know, only talk about leadership, only talk about this, only talk about that all we want to. But the bottom line is we do have a cultural problem that needs to be addressed as far as corruption and cowardice and making bad choices. That is happening. So this fire chief, like I said, I don't know, you know, there was just a preliminary uh, media report that got put out about the FBI arresting this guy. Uh, apparently he had been in some trouble for a while, been investigated for a while. I'm not sure exactly if he stepped down or whatever, but essentially he was, I don't know if he was on vacation, but they, they arrested him at the airport. He was at the DFW airport, uh, either leaving, going somewhere or coming back. I'm not exactly sure. Um, but just the sheer fact that we allowed an individual that wears the same badge we do, that took the same oath that we have, that most of us have. Now, like I said on the last show, I know that there's a lot of departments out there that the fire chiefs are no longer doing oaths of office. I know that. I personally worked at three of them that did not. They do not put an emphasis on firefighters taking an oath. Don't have a reason why. But what I can say is it needs to come back. It needs to be across the board. Everybody needs to take an oath of office because that what that's what holds you accountable to making right decisions by the community. So the fact that we allowed a, a person, an individual, to become a representative of our industry in a fire chief's capacity that can even have the mindset to steal financially from his co-workers and from people that also wear a badge, that is completely unacceptable. I don't care what kind of financial problems you had. I don't care what kind of hardships you have. That kind of behavior is the exact shit that I've been talking about. That kind of behavior is the exact shit that I've worked for. So when people can say, I'm aggressive, I'm angry, I come across, you know, loud, this, that, and the other, that, okay, fine, that's my personality, we can, we can disagree on personality conflicts, but if you, we can't agree that that shit's wrong, then this is not the business for you. That is 100% selfish behavior, that is fucking stealing, that is cowardice, and in any other time period in society that shit would be met guns blazing i I believe the total was around like 3.4 million dollars something to that effect taken out of the firefighter pension fund what the hell is going on i mean that should be a level of outrage from everyone i understand the shit's under investigation status right now whatever the fbi is handling their stuff but he should rot in fucking prison forever. If that comes out to be exactly what I think it is, then he should rot in prison forever and ever and ever. And we should make a huge example of this shit is not allowed in the fire service. You know, when I was in the fire academy, the instructors literally would lay money in places. They put money, you know, at the co- they'd they drop a couple coins or whatever on the ground, or they'd put a dollar bill look like it was, you know, set some whatever. 
There was multiple examples of shit where they were waiting. They were waiting on somebody to fuck up and touch that money. And they would rip your ass. And probably there was a good chance you would have got kicked out of class, honestly. Because if you're willing to take money from another firefighter, what aren't you willing to take? You want to take their life? You want to take their job? Obviously, a lot of y'all are out there willing to take their positions because you think you can do it better or because you suck at budgeting and you want to get that money for yourself because you want to be selfish, even though this other person might have actually been qualified for it. You might not be as good as that person, whatever. We're getting to a point as a culture where taking from others is okay. It's being taught by the fucking fire chief at this department. The fucking fire chief. That's the head spot. That's the biggest example in a fire department for what shit should be like. That's it. Every single individual from the fucking rookie day one walking in to the 20-year captain to the 25-year battalion chief, every single person up that line is following that guy and his example to advance their career to get to that spot. And he's a fucking thief. So, you know, if there's more information comes out, then great. But just the sheer fact that 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 shit hit headlines and the FBI is curious enough and involved enough, that department's got a problem. I mean, he could be completely exonerated by the shit, but where'd the money go? So obviously he wasn't transparent with with all of the procedures it takes for the pension fund. Either way, whatever ends up becoming of that, like I said, I'm going to do a further show on the stuff once I find out more. But everything that that department has going on, obviously their procedures are not correct when it comes to how their pension fund is being ran. Myself, I made a post talking about this. Yes, I worked at a fire department the fire chief, the, the city administration, all that was fucking with the pension fund. That's why I no longer work there. When they, they fuck with your payroll, they don't pay you. They take your money. That's not an okay example for everyone else in this business. I have a huge problem with that. I, I'm going to be vocal about it. Because if we don't get a hold of this... That one fire chief. I mean, we all know how fire chiefs are. They all talk. They all talk. They're friends, just like those of us at the firefighter rank are friends. They all come up together. They met at trainings throughout the last 20, 30 years. They travel around. You know, they do this, that, and the other. It is what it is. There's some badass chiefs out there that are trying to create a major cultural change within that fire chiefs association top level. Uh, and I, I, I mean, huge kudos to those guys. But there's a lot of them up there that either made bad decisions financially when they were younger or 2008, you know, they had all their money tied up in 401ks and pensions and this, that, and the other. Uh, and so their money got fucked with. So now they're trying to pad their numbers to where they can walk away, whatever. There's a million different reasons. But bottom line is there is a lot of corruption that's happening at that level. And we're going to talk about it because how in the hell... Can we have a, a young firefighter coming in and that is the example being put upon them? You know, that should be the pinnacle. Like you should have your senior firefighter as your first line mentor where you're like, hey man, 
this dude is a fucking badass. So you're following them. And then your captain is like the pinnacle for you. You're like, holy shit. I want to be just like him when I grow up. When I become a captain, I want to be just like this guy. And you need, if you're the captain, you need to be that role. Don't be the shit bag that the guy's like, man, when I'm a captain, I'm never going to be that way. And then, of course, you have your battalion chief. Man, this guy runs a fucking shift. Awesome. He's a fucking badass. This is so cool. But that fire chief spot, man, you are held to a standard in everywhere down the line. And you should be accountable to those people. You know, you should be trying to, for one, make them all better, provide them with everything they need to do their job 150% for the community. That That is your job. That is your responsibility. Regardless of what you get wrapped up in your head, that is the responsibility of a fire chief. Hands down, bottom line. Your salary, your new house, your retirement program, all that bullshit, that's all secondary to what I just said. Your job is training your people, making sure your people are good and have everything that they need to do the job to protect those citizens in your community, in your district. That's your job. So the fact that we've allowed even one bad apple to get into a position like that that is okay with stealing from their people is is just not right. Um, That's the one. Well, I worked for another, so now we got two, and that's just in fucking Texas. That's in Texas. How many more are there out there? I get your messages. I know what people are saying. I get your comments. There's a lot of them out there, but nobody wants to talk about it, and that's okay. Everybody has their different levels of accountability they have to live with, you know, within their own household, within their own career. That's fine, but just know it's it's going to be addressed, and. Tax money leaves a fucking trail. You can get away with the shit for a while, but it's going to leave a trail and eventually it comes back. So that's that's what I'm saying. You know, there's several other things that I posted with my post that I was talking about. You know, I worked for a fire department that legitimately, my station, the shower for the station, and the bathroom in total, the shower, the toilet, and the sink was outside in the engine bay. And we didn't have a water heater that worked. So wintertime, you went outside, plugged up a space heater, heated up the little corner that the fucking shower was in, warmed up your area. So you go out there, take a cold shower and hope you didn't catch fucking pneumonia. Uh, That same station, I slept on the couch. I was a captain. I slept on the couch so that I ensured that my crew all had a bed because it was seven of us in the station and there was only six fucking beds. The department didn't feel the need, said that uh, they weren't going to purchase new beds because they had planned on building a station. Now, let me just tell you all, that's been eight fucking years ago. They still haven't built a new station. Living conditions are still the exact same. Okay. We had 16 firefighters at that department on the books, certified firefighters listed as firefighters. Department wide, never issued bunker gear. But let me ask y'all something. How many flight cars do you think that the supervisors and the fucking the administration staff had? Every single one of them had a brand new flight car and kept a brand new flight car. That's the kind of things as an industry that need to be addressed. When we are worried about the selfishness of an administration mindset, 
you know, new cars for me, bigger payroll for me, more pension for me. But you got 16 firefighters that are on the books that don't that aren't issued fire gear. You have firefighters showering outside in the engine compartment at night or in the engine bay at night or during the winter when it's fucking cold and they're warming up with a space heater and they don't have a damn water heater. Where are our priorities at? And like I said, we can ignore these things all day long. I'm not going to I'm not going to jump super 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 far into this tonight. Just know these things are happening. So the only way you can create change, you hear it all the time. Create change by being the change that you want to, you know, you want to have. Being the change that's needed. Well, ignoring these major issues of administrations not upholding their oath, not taking care of their people. You know, I, I work for a great chief out here in the plant. That's all about taking care of his people. Uh, he and I have these discussions about leadership, styles of leadership, spending money on the people, all that kind of stuff. There's some great chiefs out there. He's one of them. There, he, he's not going to go buy himself a brand new flight car if, if our trucks aren't in service. That's just not, that's not the norm. That's not good leadership. That's not being a good chief. And that's not making good choices. So as an entire industry, we all have a voice. Now, is there sometimes repercussions? Yeah, there's sometimes repercussions. But if everyone in your department, if you, and I'm not talking about piddly shit like, oh, well, the fire chief just doesn't like me. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about massive fucking corruption where you're stealing, misappropriation of funds, all these kind of incidents that we're seeing become more and more regular, you know, fraud when it comes to grant money and just all these kind of things. All those things are 100%. You're, you're justified in questioning. I, I'm not real sure where everybody has gotten this just blind compliance uh, in the fire service, but if you really think that it's okay to that your pension is getting stolen, your payroll is getting stolen, and you're just not ever going to say anything, where do you expect to have a longevity in this career? Because when the money's not there in your pension, you're not going to be able to retire. So what are you going to do? Then you're going to go steal? I mean, this was ever-evolving industry where, you know, you're taking care of the community. The people ahead of you and above you are taking care of you until it's time for you to move up into those roles. And it's a cycle. That's why how a pension system works. You got people that retire and then you got people paying into it. And the retirees are living off of what's getting paid into it. That it's literally, that's how it goes. So um, I'm not real sure where we've kind of gotten off on a lot of these type of incidents that are happening, but, but just be aware it is definitely happening. And the only way to stop it and the only way to get a hold of it is getting the awareness out there, people talking about it and people training the next generation to not do this shit. Do not emulate that behavior. There's nothing we can do about a lot of the, you know, the older folks like that. He made those choices and now he's going to deal with the, with the government and the FBI and everything like that. Whatever his consequences are, he 100% earns them. 
and everyone else that's doing those kind of things and gets wrapped up, they're going to earn those consequences. Now, what we can do is if that's happening at your department, get the word out. Call, call the state. Call the EOC. Call whoever you need to do. Uh, you know, if it's a pension office, if it's, uh, you know, like TMRS or whatever, you call those people and you report. I mean, that's what I did when I left my old department. My pension contributions had not been added to the to my account for months and months and months and months, like I've talked about before. So I didn't even worry about trying to call that fire chief because he's he's involved in the shit. He's letting it happen and he's doing it himself. So you call TMRS and you talk to them and let them handle the situation. They've got lawyers, they've got all that stuff. And yeah, literally, it took legal action and lawyers getting involved and all that kind of mess, and then I got my money. That's all it takes. But standing by and just be like, oh, well, one day, one day, one day it's all going to get better. It's not going to get better doing that. That's it's the wrong mentality to have. We're aggressive firemen. That's literally like standing outside of the house and saying, well, it'll go out. One day the fire will go out. Yeah, one day it will go out when the son of a bitch is down to the slab and there ain't nothing left. I just uh, want to kind of address a couple of those issues and, and uh, topics that was real fresh on my mind. I literally just saw that article and I was like, oh man, I got to address this because that's literally what at the TAC channel and stuff that we want to talk about and try to fix. Got some awesome news. Uh, just talked to RJ Nepp, Captain Nepp that was on the show a couple episodes ago. He's got it locked in. His pro fight debut is going to be uh, in February of 2023. Got the venue and everything locked down. Uh, we're working on getting the, the finalization on, on all the event stuff and getting all the finalization on being able to get the t-shirts out, got his designs pretty well locked in on what we're going to do for his, uh, sponsorship t-shirt from uh, third alarm Cowboys. And so those will be available as quick as I could possibly get them out for y'all to, to, uh, you know, purchase. And then I'm going to kick the proceeds back from that shit towards his training and everything like that. And, uh, just helping him out financially. Cause as you all know, you know, gym membership and, and training and nutritionist and fuck trying to eat right and eat healthy food. None of that shit's cheap, especially on a fireman's budget. So we're just trying to help him out. And, uh, you know, I really believe, I believe in what he's doing. I know that the outcry from his show has been absolutely phenomenal. I just, I just have to tell y'all <laughs> that that whole conversation, of course, is not scripted. None of, none of the stuff that I uh, record or any of this, none of it's scripted. So that was just a very real conversation. And I'm still, when I get to thinking about it and everything, the, the topics of conversation that RJ and I covered, it's just amazing. He's an amazing individual. He's, he's getting out there kicking ass every day on the truck, just like a lot of you are. And, you know, but he's, he's a real life person dealing with real life issues. And I couldn't think of a better better example for what this uh what this movement what this show is about than um than rj and everything he's got going on we're just ready ready to watch him start fighting so you know y'all continue to uh to share his show and uh get the word out and everything as soon as i get the finalization on the the designs for his shirt in i'll put that out there and we're gonna sell the shit out of those shirts and help him out but yeah february 23 I'm going to bring him back on the show and we're going to, we're going to have a little 2.0 with him, you know, discussing just more issues and then more of the things that he's involved in, you know, more of the station life stuff and everything that he's been through. Cause he's had a, a pretty phenomenal career and, uh, got a couple other guests that are lined up. Just, uh, have one of my really close friends that 
I'm basically just working out the schedule uh, with him on when I can actually sit down with him and uh, do an in-person show. Um, that's going to be a fucking phenomenal show as well. I uh, can't wait. It's been a long time coming. Working on getting it all lined out. So got a whole lot of stuff coming down the pipe with uh, with everything, but we've gotten a ton of new followers on Facebook, uh, new Instagram page. Uh, is getting a lot of followers every single day. It just keeps building and building. So I'm loving that. I know a lot of y'all are sharing, sharing the show, sharing the content uh, on the Facebook page. I just want y'all to know that's fucking awesome. It, it's great to see so many people that are that are like minded and and wanting to be firefighters for the right reasons and um, and wanting to, to just build a build a fire service that was you know better than what a lot of us came into or what a lot of it has grown into. So, you know, that's how we can, that's how we can create change. You know, you can't, you can't exactly change things overnight, but what you can do is, is try to do the right thing and then teach, teach the people around you and the next generations to do the right thing. And, um, so it's, it's just, it's really humbling to have this, you know, amount of following and, and, uh, comments and messages and everything like that. So I'm loving it. You know, huge shout out to all my my team that's surrounded themselves around me and helping me with all this stuff. They're still heavily involved, working every single day on whatever any kind of crazy ass ideas I come up with. Like, hey, let's try this or let's do that. You know, they're staying up all hours of the night and shit, helping me get everything done. So it's still it's it's pretty awesome. Just want to let everybody know. You know, we're still growing. I think now we've been on about four months, and uh, today. We just rolled past 5,000 views uh, on the show. So that's pretty pretty damn awesome. I think we got about, really all in all, around maybe 10 shows uh, in total. So it's uh, it's pretty cool. I just uh, wanted to, to continue to thank everybody. So y'all go on to uh, Facebook, share, like, and follow the, the page. Continue to keep leaving reviews on, on Spotify, Apple, still working on all the YouTube stuff. That's a lot of software that I'm having to, uh, to kind of learn and, and purchase and everything like that. But I still have the YouTube channel. So you feel free to subscribe because I will be starting to drop the, uh, all of this content on there as well. So y'all continue to share the show, be on the lookout for, uh, for all the RJ stuff. And, um, I'm gonna close with, uh, you know, Mr. Williams legacy, just being the right place at the right time, doing the right thing and doing it all the time. We'll see you on the next one. Right back in your place Just like a whaler said